to give me that look. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the, another episode of Lions Life Coaching. Uh, the episode is entitled, or is titled, Fitch Repairs Playbook, Crafting a Powerful Presence in the Digital Arena. A little bit of a mouthful, but we'll get there. Welcome back, or if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the Lions Life Coaching Podcast. Here we roar with passion, purpose, and perseverance. I'm Cody, your guide on this life-transforming journey, along with my co-host, Ashley. Hi. Uh, we do have our Zoom situation fixed, so if you would like to call in and either plague us with some type of corruption or spam or any of the horrible things that I've seen in Zoom meetings, uh, you are able to because we... Not to mm. advertise it, but what are we going to do to stop it? All right. So the Zoom dial-in number is 646-931-3860. And again, that is 646-931-3860. Yes. So if uh, for, for until we start having people consistently call in, instead of making a a set of questions every day, every time that we have an episode, because that does take time. Uh, we are just going to, you know, say if you want to speak on our topic or ask questions about our topic. Uh, I know they didn't used to do that with the old school radio shows because they didn't want to make the DJ look like a dumbass. Uh, but I don't care. I'm a person. I know many things, and I'm very comfortable with the amount of things I know. Uh, I would like to learn more for the rest of my life. I'm not saying I know too many or enough because there will never be enough. Always wish to learn more. There might be some things I don't know. Uh, and if you do ask me, if you do call in and try to make me look stupid, all I'm going to do is write your question down in this little notebook and I'm going to look it up later so that I will not be made to look stupid in that specific aspect again <laughs> while eating pudding. All right. So before we dive in, we're going to begin with our Lions Roar segment, where we highlight an inspiring story or quote that captures the essence of our topic. Uh, Ashley picked out a particularly good quote and or story about her, about our topic somehow. Relevant to our topic. I'm going to take out the part about it being relevant to our topic because I, I think that's relevant. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay. Oprah Winfrey, renowned for her enduring talk show, overcame a challenging early life marked by parental neglect, physical and sexual abuse, and the loss of both of her siblings. Despite those traumas, she forged a path to success, hosting the Oprah Winfrey show for over two decades and receiving numerous awards. Pause. Wait, pause. Do you know how Oprah got her name? I do not. Well, do yeah. you? Yes, I do. Um... So I, I don't know if, how, how common our audience is with like, you know, black female names, but at the time uh, when Oprah was born, Orpha was a very common name for uh, black girls. And anyways, somebody was filling out the birth certificate for her mother. Maybe it was her grandfather. I'm not, I'm not sure who, but they misspelled it supposed to be Orpha and they wrote Oprah on it and anyways so that's how oh. oh yeah so it's the literal one fact I know about Oprah 
Um, where was I? Hosted Oprah Winfrey show for over two decades and receiving numerous awards. Uh, her journey reflects resilience in the face of adversity. Beyond the, her med media career, she excelled in acting and producing, winning an Academy Award. Notably, her philanthropic efforts extend to the Oprah Winfrey Foundation, supporting over 20 charities. Her life underscores the power of overcoming a troubled past, showcasing resilience, and dedicating oneself to helping others. Dude, I can't even imagine what her brand is worth. It's got to be billions. It's got to be billions. Say billion. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. In. You're up. All right. So, yeah. It's inspiring and about Oprah. I love Oprah. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, today, our topic, we're just going to kind of give a brief overview and then go through the segments and then summarize it. And then I'm going to ramble on about whether or not we had enough lion puns in the episode. So, today we're discussing whether or not, well, I'm sorry, how the best ways to go about marketing for personal trainers on a budget or what, like if you, if they don't have like anything to spend on it, what can they do? Okay. So actually we've started providing, we're working on a way of providing like free content calendars, which is essentially the easiest way that you can make content for, for, for your brand, for your personal trainer page, for your Instagram, for your Facebook, whatever. Um, Basically, you just show up and record, okay, I need a fitness reel of me doing deadlifts or something or, you know, whatever, what, literally whatever it is, uh, you know, nutrition, like making recipes and stuff, uh, mobility exercises, whatever, whatever it is, uh, but we're <clears throat> currently compiling all of our research into a spreadsheet where, and we're going to, you know, hand that out based on what type of personal trainer you are. We're going to tailor that to what kind of content your audience wants to see. So uh, that's going to make, you know, you know, free go a lot further. So and we'll yeah. be, that's kind of like using that as a lead magnet. So, you know, give us your email and your phone number, and then we'll give you that. Well, you know, we don't, we don't do a whole lot of email marketing anyway. So, We'll just really get a hold of you if we have something we think <clears throat> you will really need. Okay, so are you ready to ask me some of these questions? Yes, sir. All right, social media mastery. How can personal trainers effectively showcase their expertise through visual content online? Um. Okay, so reels, real style videos, <clears throat> those are about the absolute best way. Consistently producing reels. I mean, they, they do got to, especially like with TikTok, you really need a, the visuals need to pop. They really need to, because if they're not attention grabbing, then people are just going to scroll right past it. Yeah, eye catching, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? 
you didn't say anything wrong i was just oh. adding another word yeah i this has been the latest book that i've been and it's not just about like you know uh, the hooks like the it is but it's made me kind of like start rethinking about kind of the whole first like three seconds or five seconds of a video where you're trying to get somebody's attention and hold it so uh yeah that's about it reels reels are the best way in short reels make it interesting what strategies can trainers employ to engage with their target audience and build a community using social media? Um, polls, uh, creating videos, uh, motivational content. Asking questions. Asking questions. Um, sorry, I'm trying to summarize at the end of each question because I feel like a lot of people that a lot of people that like do podcasts or do these like fitness videos or do the coaching thing or like they, they really just ramble about it and then they never explicitly tell you what's going to work whereas kind of like I said at the beginning of the episode like we know what works we know how to do it in a month like that sort of stuff even if we give you the content calendar and you you know use it for a month you're not going to get the same results we are like like our, our team's tight and and we do this kind of stuff every day like that's mm -hmm. that's just a bottom line um yeah building a uh, building a facebook group or like i'm trying to think of like an instagram equivalent like you got to keep up with your audience you got to keep keep on on the pulse of what your audience is up to and what they want to see All right. And what ways can trainers leverage microblogging platforms for sharing valuable content and connecting with a broader audience? What's a microblog? <clears throat> Who wrote this? Micro. Oh, is that like Medium? Oh, that's like Medium. Um, so, uh, actually, we used Medium in the beginning for a long time. Uh, medium is really great where um, users post short quick updates or messages that are typically less extensive than traditional blog posts medium is great especially if you're trying to like so there there you like you can subscribe to different to either like medium premium or individual, I, I don't think it's individuals. I think you just pay the four dollars a month and you can get all of their premium subscription stuff, which is all pretty good content. It's actually pretty good content. Like there's, it's I, I mean for the price, it's I, I've had it for a little bit. Um, honestly, there's a there's a hundred better ways to do it, and if you're gonna do something like that, like where you're writing a lot. You're better off creating like a website and then doing it that way. The only way to leverage this and make it like work for you is if you're like, I don't know, you'd write like a blog on, or like, like I said about uh, mobility. 
So say you write like a full guide on mobility and then you start sharing it like with every Instagram post that you have about mobility. Hey, check out our full like post on mobility here. That would kind of work. But then like, honestly, you're just missing out on traffic that you could be sending to your own website. Agreed. Uh, what are some effective topics for personal trainers to cover in blogs or videos to attract a wider audience? Content. Well, you have hundreds of options. You you could do anything from <clears throat> like workout, like I said, mobility. Um, <clears throat> the like the new machines that are trending, new exercises that are trending. Um, um, steroids uh, steroids yeah i mean you can do and you don't even have to do them like you don't have to do steroids to have an opinion about it especially if you're mm -hmm. in like really good shape in the workout community like that says hey you know he did the work without getting without doing steroids you know there's two ways to look at it like if you're trying to do like a competition and you're trying to like you're, you're just trying to get massive. I mean, obviously, you're going to do everything in your power to get there. You know, but somebody that's, you know, pretty, a pretty respectable size without, you know, his opinion is probably even more valid on the subject. Um, yeah, there's, there's tons of things. Shoes, like athletic wear, uh, nutrition, uh, diets, recipes, like, I, I mean... Yeah, there are tons of stuff. Supplements, medications. I'm trying to think if I can think of any more. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. Diet plans, yeah. If you lose more weight, then your car will technically go faster. If you race your, your in your racing cars. The more you lose weight, the taller you'll get. Maybe taller you'll look. <laughs> How can trainers ensure their content remains engaging and informative to maintain the interest of their audience over time? All right, this isn't going to work. Okay, well, you remember how I said at the beginning of the episode, it's about, like, not spending money? Okay, you're going to have to spend money. So, uh <laughs> I mean, either either get cap cut and like learn the crap out of it, learn the absolute like I'm really good at cap cut, but I don't have time to do it anymore, which sucks. Because not only am I good at it, I also love doing it. Yeah. But alas, my job requires me that I talk. just do your research. I mean, you can research um, what most people are looking for and what people are liking the most. Like, okay, what pages and what things have the most likes, and then go off of that or look it up research it on google what are people most interested in nowadays what are the ratings well like your your instagram yeah your fitness inspiration pages or whatever they called now just fitness influencer pages i guess like yeah you copy their videos and like use a program like <laughs> CapCut or something or davinci resolve and and <laughs> CapCut, spending $80 for the year on CapCut is probably the, the cheapest way 
you're going to be able to make videos like other people. So I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max. I know it's old, but you know, it does makes all the video content that I need pretty well. I mean, it's it's not terrible. And then Cap, we use Cap. The whole team uses CapCut to edit. Um, that's eighty dollars for a year. That's all you need. That's literally all you need is a smartphone and CapCut, and then you can make it like fitness videos that are every bit as good as whoever else. Because like there was a certain like curve of if you make start making the videos of too high quality you start coming off as like unrelatable. So some YouTuber, most YouTubers like semi-unrelated, most YouTubers have like really nice cameras that they use for certain things like unboxing videos and like blah, blah, blah. Or, or like vlogs where they're like traveling and stuff. But the majority of content is shot with a cell phone for a reason. Because it's like, here, look at this. This is what I'm doing. This is what you could be doing. And, you know, maybe this is what you should be doing. Uh, but, you know, when they edit it and, you know, make it grab your attention. I can see that. Okay. Ooh. Besides on a personal website, what are the best platform for trainers to host and share content for maximum visibility? I wouldn't get a, a website until you have like like a mini minimum of twenty like really crazy testimonials. You just don't need it. Well, it said besides money. website. Huh? It said besides a personal website. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm saying like people think they need websites and like part of, uh, now one of my like. The, it, I mean, whenever it happens, it happens. But I'm trying to build our company now without a website at all. Like, we don't need it. I don't mm -hmm. think it's made any difference up to this point whether or not we've had a website. Uh, we're eventually going to establish, like, kind of a front end to our the back end, and they're both going to tie into AEP part half with the website. But for right now, we don't need it. Like, there's no reason to, you know, so. Um, best platforms. I mean, Instagram. Instagram is, the, like, the number one. And I don't know about threads, for sure. I'm still out to lunch, but I'm, I'm liking threads more as, uh, as uh, time goes on. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Reds, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other social media things. Didn't they say that Discord is a good... Um... I mean, none of those are great for personal trainers. It's just really just Instagram. Like, I, that's why I'm, like, kind of coming around on Reds, because, like, I think there's some sort of if you're posting on threads, they're like pushing your, your Instagram content harder. Like, I think that's, that's somehow into it. I'm, I'm still working on supporting evidence for that, but. Let me see. <clears throat> I 
I'm curious now. Um, never YouTube, I guess. YouTube, I mean, that's not bad, but most of the, like, videos and stuff. See, Instagram has, like, gives you, like, five little subcategories that you can, or favorites or whatever. <clears throat> With that, you can add, like, workout, fitness, like, like, mobility exercises. If you're, like, there's a lot of uh, personal trainers that also have some, some type of... Uh, was it physical therapy or massage therapy or something like that? <clears throat> uh, a certification on top of their their personal trainer, right? And they they integrate that. So if you have a lot of people that sustain leg like knee or elbow injuries, you know you can have just a whole mobility highlights favorites. That I I knew it was called something. I was like ah, but you have a uh, highlights on Instagram. And then, you know, just mobility, then people are going to see that. That's a big win. You know, you don't need more than a couple. Right. What about LinkedIn? No. TikTok? Probably. Um, like, that's not one we're super, like, we're super big on yet, uh, as far as personal trainers. But uh, I know Lean Beef Patty's on there, so that's a goal eventually. <laughs> Pinterest. What? It says Pinterest. Ideal for sharing workout plans, nutritional tips, and motivational quotes in a visually appearing appealing format. A the lot one of where people sell, on sell their Etsy crap on? Huh? Nothing. I'm going to insult the social media site and then it's going to wind up being more stuff. I said, is that the one that they sell their Etsy crap on? Pinterest has a lot of a lot of things going on. You can look up recipes, you can look up outfits, um, you can look up avatar, you could literally look up any topic you want and it would pop up with a million different things regarding that topic. I'm gonna use uh like Poshmark and see if we can find any personal trainers <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks for buying these pants hey uh are you currently <laughs> you know looking for any more clients for your personal trainer business maybe did you just buy my pants so you could ask me that yes that was my end so i had a had a dialogue that i knew i could be it's i knew you couldn't lead. ignore me if want? i bought pants. it's a gold lead what do you want i can't Snapchat. This could work. No. <laughs> Stop. Oh. I, I used to really like Snapchat. Obviously, I'm a guy. I used to like Snapchat. I don't know. Oh, no. I hate Snapchat now so much. How is it still? How does it still work? How are they still? Like, it doesn't make any money. A lot of people still use it. Why, though? You can send they pictures. They can send naughty pictures back and forth and have nobody retaliate against them. They can hide that from their girlfriends and stuff, you know? You can do that. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. That's what they used to use it for back in the day. I know, like, I, I had a lot of people in my Snapchat that were there for that reason. 
trying to send me nudes and I'm like, I'm I'm so good. Like leave me alone. Send me pretty pictures. Please send them to my via text message. Like if you're messenger. gonna send a nude, at least have it be amazing. Like, geez. Yes. Hell no. That shit better be Thanks. immaculate. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, also the whole like just like the whole like signal flare that it sounds up if you like tried to to uh well, I'm sure it still does this if you like screenshot it or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, somebody screenshotted your shit. Thanks, Snapchat. <laughs> Like, yeah. stop snitching. Yeah, stop snitching, man. Like, why? Why are you going to do that to me? Why? Like, uh, what is the word when they uh, when they bait you into committing a crime and then trying to get it? Ah. Oh, gosh. Um, entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. Entrapment. Like, the, the, the whole app was entrapment. Like, oh, <laughs> do you want to get on Snapchat? Like, well, yeah, I definitely do. Did you just screenshot my thing? I mean, you sent me a picture of your lovelies. <laughs> yes, I did screenshot that. <laughs> actually, actually, you should probably be a little offended if I didn't. Oh, oh. No, I screenshotted your picture of your abs so I could show my friend. Look at this dude. He's messaging me. <laughs> sure. All right. That's not how those interactions go between men. Just like, yeah. But well, they I do between women. Way... Sometimes oh. men will like send pictures of like their abs or like their like just physique, and I'm like, oh okay. And then I'll like screenshot it, and or I'll be sitting next to my friend, and I'll be like, hey, look at this, and we'll just start talking about it. Hmm. Sometimes good things. Sometimes we're like, ha. Well, I'm just um, kidding. We don't make fun of them. But we do sit there and talk about good things. We I don't sit send there pictures and... of my abs because I don't have abs, so I'm not really that concerned. It's if it's somebody that's abs. if it's somebody that's like unappealing or somebody that you know, I'm like, ew, I, I don't usually. I just kind of delete and right. move on with that. Actually, life. they did have that really clutch uh, replay feature. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. I don't yeah. know how we got on the subject of Snapchat, but I feel like this is a pretty interesting topic for viewers um the just legacy snapchat oh you know what speaking of legacy apps vine um, oh. some actually you know what happened it wasn't they didn't just shut down vine vine got bought by somebody uh i'm not sure the purpose that it was for uh i, I assume it was to get that yeah. customer list but this continued in january 2017 Vine, Vine was, yeah, yeah, rest in red. Um, but anyways, yeah, like, like I, I was always kind of appreciative of TikTok from the beginning because, you know, it's Vine got shut down and Vine was always the. I I just wanted a social media app where I didn't really have to talk to anybody. It wasn't a big deal to talk to people. They just shared videos. They just edited short videos, especially because Vine had this mm. TikTok kind of caught on, but then it really just became e-thoughts wearing Halloween costumes. But Vine had like this really terrifying, um, I don't remember the hashtag or anything, but it, it was just Vines of people 
just creating terrifying Halloween videos. Uh, and they, they put a lot of effort into it. I mean, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hi. It was acquired by Twitter in 2012. Oh, okay. Um, in 2016, as a part of broader cost-cutting measures, Twitter decided to discontinue Vine's mobile app. See, I don't, there, I don't get why. Me neither. But uh, it says that you can still go on and view and download your old Vine, the old yep. Vines that are on there. You just can't upload new content for those who don't know. Yes. Well, I appreciate that they did that too because yes, I mean like uh, yeah, but it still sucks. Like that was my that was my thing. Like I used to be on Vines every day. It's hilarious. The main TikToks. The cat. Not the same. The... It's not the same. Sorry. Like well, I now, saw yeah, now it's widescreen instead of like the four by three original. Aspect ratio. I think yeah. that's I do like good times. I, don't lie. I just there's also a lot of like a lot of the same thing over and over and over and over. Uh, TikTok or Vine? Uh TikTok. Well yeah, they're all doing the, the trends. They're I know. Doing. I know. That's what I was saying. There's like a lot of well, repetition. My Motorola sidekick and watch out. <laughs> Anyway, utilize testimonials and reviews. How can personal trainers encourage clients to provide authentic, authentic and compelling testimonials, whether for services or products? That pickups. Wait until they have a big win using, like, get them hyped up. Like, one of the days that you know they're going to make weight, they're going to hit their 20 pounds lost or, you know, whatever. Get a testimonial from them then. Uh, get a video testimonial. Like there's, I mean, we pretty much only have text testimonials, but that's, you know, kind of in our Ooh. niche. That's pretty common. Uh, but if, if you can, if you can for, for clients, you definitely want video testimonials. Uh, just of them saying how long they've been working with you what's what you've liked about their what they've liked about your program uh you know pretty much just positive things because i mean that might they might not share you word of mouth but you can definitely use that testimony what, are you, what were you gonna say um i was gonna say or for the they're like when they meet their goals like say somebody has like a they want to keep going but their first meeting their first goal is like, okay, I want to drop down to 150. Once they hit that mark, be like, okay, testimonial. Take right. pictures, show your stuff, you know, show what you've done. But also, you can always replace their testimonial picture later. Like, yeah, this is their, they lost initially 20 or 30 pounds, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they decide to keep working with you, you know, for another six weeks or whatever and they're like Ashley said down to 150 or something so you can keep replacing the picture because the, that last one or keep having them do testimonials because if they're sticking with you for that long 
they're probably going to be one of your happy clients. And that probably means you really should like, you know, milk that for, for everything it's worth. And I, I don't mean client, I mean their results because the more extreme the results, that's what people are going to see. And that's what people, that's how people are going to judge you. So. What platforms or methods are most effective for trainers to collect and display reviews? Uh, probably a Facebook page, like a, a Facebook uh, <clears throat> business page. You can use a Google page. There's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like a Facebook page is like a hop, skip, and a jump, like just right over there. So right. it's it's really easier to do it there. And also, like, <clears throat> it's just really nice to have like you know five star review, you know thirty reviews, hundred reviews, or whatever on. On, on your page right there. Like that's, Google is kind of like, okay, like I, I see you have a Google page. I see that it like, but Facebook is, is almost like, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to craft an analogy here and it's just not coming to me, but you know, like Instagram, like Facebook, they all have apps on your phone. There's no like Google review app on your phone. You know, if somebody like sends you a link in Messenger, sends you a link on Instagram, you click it and boom, your your review is right there. Uh, whereas with, you know, Google reviews, it's going to open, it's going to take an extra two seconds in Safari to load, probably by design, but still it's annoying nonetheless. Uh, <clears throat> and then there, oh, you have 4.4 stars as a personal trainer with no location because you don't want to put your house there on good. So I get that, uh, but yeah, Google page is probably probably the best way to go about. Okay. And what creative ways can trainers use client success stories to enhance their overall marketing strategy? I mean, uh, so like every pick a day of the week, and then if you have enough testimonials, you just throw up a testimonial every Tuesday or something, or put it as if you. <clears throat> If you're, if one of your, like, like I said, bigger success stories, like if they're fine with you recording them along the way, like build like a little montage of them, like where they were when they, you know, started seeing you. And then, you know, as they got where they're getting, you know, cause there's, yeah. there can be some pretty dramatic transformations. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what other people want to see too. Yeah, I can agree with that. DIY design tools. What are the essential design elements that personal trainers should focus on when creating promotional materials? I mean, if you're... It depends what you're promoting, I guess, really is the, is the easy answer, or is the truthful answer. Um, I mean, you need a logo on it. You need people to correlate. It's from you. It's, yeah, it really just I... depends. I know I said go broader. That, that It's been broad. I don't, I don't think you should like, okay. So don't obviously don't copy word for word, but when you go on 
to create like your profile or your whatever it is um go and see what other people have that are in the same kind of Space. yeah that you are like okay so you're a elderly personal trainer so look up other elderly personal trainers and see what they have going on and see which ones are going the best and that way you can get a review like okay this is what i need to be doing but make it your own don't just copy off of that you need to make it make it your own and even sometimes make it better than that if you want to stick out because people are just if you copy what they're doing then like per exactly and don't try to make it any better then people are just going to be like eh, it's the same thing that that guy has what's the difference Okay. How can trainers effectively use design tools to maintain a consistent brand image across different promotional materials? Canva. Canva Canva's pretty good about that. Like uh, we don't really use it so much anymore. Um, but it is free. So really that's kind of a that's kind of a, a test a taste and a test thing. If you're going to be working with Instagram and TikTok, a lot of those design things are similar. Instagram is used by people that are like a little bit older, typically. Uh, TikTok is younger audience. So they, there's got, there's have kind of more, a little bit more flashy visuals. Um, but like say that stretch, Say you're going from LinkedIn to, or I'm sorry, Instagram to LinkedIn. LinkedIn has very few videos. LinkedIn has like documents, PDFs and stuff, uh, carousel posts. Right. Uh, which actually I have probably the most experience with LinkedIn as compared to like Facebook and Instagram, which is what personal trainers are typically on. So Instagram is only videos. They're all about 30 seconds to three minutes long. Like that's about it. Yes. Uh, Instagram or I'm sorry, and LinkedIn has like, I don't know, the most I've seen is like 30 second videos mm -hmm. and they're very uncommon. Uh, but your brand matching or it, it's really difficult. That's, that's not something I, I could easily answer really. It's, it's about, finding out and thinking about what you want to look like, making sure your brand colors are right, making sure your message, your message, your message is clear. Um, I, I think the only thing that we can use cross platform is the lion's life thing that is, uh, I use like in the post, it should be the post below this. If you're watching the live stream right now, uh, it's the lion's life coaching. Uh, what does it say? The, low cost advertising for trainers. I think that's about the only thing that I can get away with posting cross platform and it looks fine on all of them. And all I got to do is like crop it to a square image for Instagram. And then it's uh, not vertical. It's landscape for, for everything else. Uh, and that's, yeah, the, the, those are our colors for lines like coaching. Uh, they're they're not even related to AEP or anything. Okay. 
sorry, that's good advice. Um, are there specific design templates or styles that tend to resonate better with fitness audiences than using DIY design tools? I mean, you gotta get your colors down for men and women when, uh, so if you're, if you're targeting men, you're gonna wanna use a more masculine color palette Females, you know, you're gonna use a more feminine color palette, like pink and white for females, or like I have a, I have them written down there somewhere, but I don't really keep that. That's more of my design design guy, like red and black, or yellow and black, or green and black. Those are pretty masculine colors, and if you like, what if you if if you make your creatives or your ads or whatever you're trying to make, um, bless you. It's you. it's going to stand out a lot if if you and the font. So like if the outline is black and the inside is green, like it's it's going to stand out as you're targeting men, and men are going to read it and go, oh okay, like this is for me. This is a boot camp for men for you know, getting six pack or something. And that's really all the time we have today. No, there's three questions left. We can wait. Yeah. Engage in online communities. Where can personal trainers find relevant forums or online communities to participate in discussions within the fitness industry? Uh, well, wait, how long has this gone on for? Because we have to what he's grabbing my foot yeah that's that's it yeah we gotta cut it we got three questions okay well we have time for one so um one one. okay well hold on two is a good one Oh, I was going to say three. Okay. Three is fine, too. I can mush both of them together if you can ask it as one. Okay. Uh, how can trainers, regardless of their expertise, strike a balance between providing helpful advice in online communities and simply promoting their training services? And are there any general etiquette and, or guidelines trainers should follow when engaging with potential clients in online communities? So that last one is what I was going to hit first. Uh, the etiquette that you want to... So in online communities, like Facebook groups, you kind of want to discuss with people. Like if somebody asks a question, you want to ask them if it's okay to DM them. Um, you know, and then, you know, you start, you start a conversation that way. And then, <clears throat> you know, just ask them, like, hey, is it cool if I send you this? Is it cool if I do this? And then, you know, that really breaks down the barriers really quick. Um, if you are posting in another person's group on Facebook, yeah, just be careful. Don't do something obviously stupid. A lot of those people are trying to get clients themselves out of the group. That's why they made the group. That's why they've had the group for eight years, okay? 
if you come in and just start promoting your services and they don't like it, I mean, you you probably should read the read the rules. Yeah. Um, so uh, you really don't need to promote your your training services that much. Like it's it's you really don't need to. It's it's maybe every so many times that uh, you decide to post every 20 times you post or something, you know, offer your services or offer a discount or offer a package or offer, you know, a whole thing, like the whole nutrition uh, training and, you know, whatever else. Uh, the six-week challenge on top of it for if somebody that signs up for six months. Um, but yeah, it's it's really more at the end of the day about providing value than making an ask. Right. I also think you shouldn't try to like yeah, it's good not to um, insult anybody, but you shouldn't also hold back on opinions. Yes, true. Like, don't lie about your opinion on something just because you don't want to insult people. Personally. Very true. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really hold back my opinion for. I, I mean, I'm not gonna just go in and you know intentionally be rude about something. But now, the older I get, the the more actually, the more I feel as though my opinion needs to be heard because. I disagree with many things. So, mm -hmm. all right. All right. Thank you for joining us on this insightful journey through the Fripreneur's Playbook. We hope you've gained valuable strategies to elevate your personal training career in the digital age. If you found today's episode helpful, don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review. Your feedback fuels our mission to bring you empowering content. Remember, your journey as a Fripreneur is unique. And with the right tools, your impact can be extraordinary. Until next time, stay motivated, stay focused, stay and focused. keep pushing boundaries. Mm -hmm. Don't keep pushing boundaries on your path to fitness and entrepreneurial success. This is Cody signing off from Lions Life Coaching. Bye.